Welcome, everybody, to the Tag Your Air Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And here we are again back in the studio. Now, we are doing something a little bit different. So, really, we are not live on Facebook. Uh, we had been doing that for a long time where we would uh, 2018 have, is when we yeah. started it, actually. Yeah, so I we mean, went Facebook pretty live. early on. Yeah, and, so, and then another change happened where we were doing two shows like every other Monday, which then became, we're doing like two shows every Monday. Yeah, we were stuff. busy. I and mean, then, there were times where, yeah. yeah and then, uh, okay. you know, June comes along. Blows and, us uh, away. Oh man, that was a busy, busy, busy month. And July, so, was, oh, yeah. July hasn't been, it hasn't let up too much. I mean, except for me, yeah. I had my two weeks of vacation. Well, so. see, I mean, but it keeps us busy and, you know, this being something that, you know, you're taking a vacation from as well. Well, thank so, you. I'm glad. Totally I, well, I right. really enjoy it. This is yeah. actually, you know, obviously, I feel like this is certainly not only a ministry thing, but as I think about it in my own time, I think that it is incredible that it allows to be ministry, but it's a hobby thing, and it's actually something to step away from pastoring, but at the same time, I'm getting to do pastoring in the same situation and setting it's just a different aspect of that one that is sometimes really really fun and enjoying uh, and other times kind of more harsh because we have to really stick to the grind and actually deal with some very deep yeah. hard issues and that's so. what uh, june was all about because yeah. we did schedule a hefty amount uh, we didn't really get into everything we wanted no. to get into but hey um lord willing um you know the uniformity of nature promised by god in the noah covenant and which we spoke on anyway yes we did, um, we did. i know we didn't get to get, begin, do as much so. as you wanted and yeah, i apologize but oh man it's, it's all good still I think really we did. good i think you wrapped it up yeah. real well yeah i think we i think we did well with that but anyway so we're doing a little bit something different like i said and if you notice on if you're on youtube right now um you have the tag you're at podcast logo with youtube underneath it this is not tag you're at live this is i guess for for those on youtube this is t- the tag you're at podcast we're rewarding YouTube. our subscribers yes. on yes. youtube yes yeah. so they're isn't... getting to see content that the facebook live folks don't get to see that's right this is not on facebook <laughs> this is on youtube and for the podcasters you know you are always going to get every bit of content that's right um, if you're just you're always rewarded uh, oh yeah if you're just because i mean mainly we are the tag you're at podcast we, right. you know that's kind of where we have it and the cool thing is it's seemingly um, the way the post- podcast sphere works right now, podcasts are going to be the ones, um, the last ones, the last man standing, really. So yeah, YouTube you're can right. make its own rules. Um, Facebook can definitely make its own rules or whatever. And we're seeing kind of the uh, the way that's going. Impact but I think that, in the yeah. in the podcast broadcasting sense, um, there's a lot more freedoms of speech um, that. They can't get around. So well, there's always that, going to cool be an opportunity to get content on yeah. your domain. Yeah. In some form mm-hmm. that will be unrestricted. Yeah. Now there's going to be a way that they're going to be able to know eventually who's going to what pages. They already know that. Yeah. And they're going to do the best they can to use different platforms and different mediums through which you go to your website to try to block it. Yeah, but that's going to be hard because China can't even do that all the well with all yeah. their stuff. So yeah. that's a that's a really great piece, you know. And so that's a good reminder. So I'm glad. Yeah, we'll, so we'll be able to get the gospel yeah. out. We'll be able to get the discussions out to people who want to listen. Yeah. So hopefully, and it's not so taxing taxing on us if we, uh, you know, we're not going to do everything live. Um, no. We will put some, you know, we'll put the good shows out on live to, you know, hopefully. <laughs> so this isn't you know, a good yeah. show. <laughs> I mean, like the, the big ones, you know, that, you know, I think it's one of those things like whenever we uh, do the whole uh, Facebook live two shows on Monday, it's just like, okay, which one do I watch? I can't sit mm. there with two hours on a Monday with these guys. Right. Yeah. And so which one? And so it's kind of like, you know, which subjects should we make available to watch and be a part of which subjects can just be on YouTube and 
and and and the, our podcast um, thing, and still get the response and all that kind of stuff. Get the downloads, get people talking and interacting with us via that. So, um, you know, uh, really, the last episode that was on was uh, Josh Jenkins talking about did God lie with Morg, um, and that um, you know, so that's something that I felt was something a little bit more useful, more for priority the world. than yeah, something no, that, I think know, even good, though the information today to is just going to be just as important, just as um, necessary. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of one of those things what we go live with. And remember, it all ends up here on YouTube. It all ends up in our podcast, podcast thing. But yeah. what are we going to go live with? And what do what do we think is going to be what people want to sit and sit with us for an hour? Yeah, If agreed. they're going to sit with us on and Facebook interact for with an us. Hour. And so, yeah. yeah, I think that sometimes so, you obviously overwhelm with live live back to back oh, that man. worked like, really it, good for a while yeah uh, it's but just i a think lot of... doing just one live show is really good it's not overwhelming people with content and hopefully yeah. they'll be a little bit more excited to and watch not overwhelming just that one me show. who's behind the helm of you know like again it's like i'm oh, rich dude. pierce in a way but i'm also a part of the show instead of just a well i'm friendly definitely commentator. not james white <laughs> you get to be <laughs> but, both, you know, just, just I, kinda... then, no, i'm really more of the rich who messes things up i guess <laughs> no, no, no 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 so so it's really you know it's one of those things i'm doing a lot of things and so this i feel a lot more free right now and then whenever i do go into the live portion i'm not going to have so much weight on me because that's just one show, not two shows. I'm not trying to transition everything in between just a little bit of time. Man, so, you do an excellent you know, I job. I hope you guys I... out there on you know on YouTube, uh, in the podcast land anyway, I hope you guys appreciate that. Um, and again, uh, just continue to pray for us. Please um, tell your friends about the podcast via YouTube or on whatever podcast app that yes. they do have. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast uh, app, whatever that is. You know, we're, sure we're on Podbean. To... We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Castbox. If you uh, search tag your it, there's like Last FM and like a lot of other little things that have captured us. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I mean, didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah. So there's there, there's just a main podcast database apparently, and a lot of other companies just kind of go, "What's out there? I'm going to bring it in." And then sometimes I get emails saying, "Hey, you want to claim your podcast?" And I'm like, "Okay, you know, whatever." <laughs> uh, but that's just the way <laughs> no it works. Blue. So there's yeah, there's a lot of things out there. So anyway, if you could uh, just please support us by that. We're not asking for much. Just your support, your prayers, and just a uh, you know, if there's anybody in your life that we have spoken on any issues um give it to them and you know we want to interact with you we want to interact with your friends that you give it to um we want to know um you know just that's not necessarily for our ego or anything but how have we helped what well, kind it's of a very encouraging helpful, to know and you know? that again brings me yeah. right to one of the things that was really important that we've done as a podcast of course many people do know that adam and i were actually one of the major submitters of the Missouri Baptist resolution mm -hmm. to abolish abortion, which was gutted, as you well know. But one of the things that was really cool when we were at the Southern Baptist or the Missouri Baptist annual meeting last year in October was there was a resolution, resolution four, mm -hmm. actually. And that resolution basically denounced the use of any vaccine that was developed using aborted fetuses yeah. in any stage of development well that statement was really impactful because there is being there is a crackdown that is being instigated in various places and i was just contacted actually this last week the week that i was on vacation one of the weeks that i was on vacation about someone who was in a nursing program and they were saying all the students have to get the vaccine what do we have as a religious exemption for that? And I said, you have two clear statements. The mm -hmm. first one is the Missouri Baptist resolution about the use of vaccines that contain aborted fecal matter Not in fecal, any fetal, state. Fetal. fetal. Yeah, sorry. Good night. <laughs> I hope Thank there's you. definitely, I mean, both <laughs> of them are bad. One of them is actually worse because, I mean, murdered babies. So actually fecal matter is, I'd rather have fecal matter injected into me Dude, than I can't murdered babies. I said that. Fetal matter, <laughs> which is great. I'm yeah. glad that people will, will hear my misspeak. I'm always trying to be really cautious about what I say, which is so funny. Um, but aborted fetal matter uh, or use or the use of aborted fetuses in the yeah. development. And so yeah. that was a clear statement by the Missouri Baptist Convention. But likewise, when you flesh out the reality that we are for the abolition of abortion we abhor it, the incredibly rich document that does exist when you say 
I can look at all the different government statements about how aborted fetuses are used either in the development stages or in some part of the vaccine. Because I'm Southern Baptist and we abhor abortion, mm -hmm. I can't take this. Yeah. Two things that we've been able to be a part of, and because of the work of the podcast, we were part of getting those things passed and getting those mm -hmm. things put forward. Yeah. And someone knew who to come to when they were having an issue because of the podcast. So there's real world use of what God is doing through us. And I'm excited about that and encouraged by that. So great program for you today. We are excited about yeah. it. My yeah. first day back since my vacation, enjoyed Branson, enjoyed Adam getting to preach for me. That was really good. It was nice. That was fun. I enjoy, I enjoy preaching a whole lot and I love uh, first Baptist Buffalo and just seeing, cause like, I, it seems like I've been a part of history, you know, in a way to where I've seen the, the changes, the different people, the comings and goings and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, it was really good to go up there and cause it'd been a while since I saw the first time you were there so. was in uh, 2016, if I remember right, or 2017, you came in the summer of 2017 okay. yeah. and you played, you spoke on that my uh, presuppositional apologetics. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, the, you had yeah, two the, Sunday the evenings that you did that, right. and that was mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. And then you came and played guitar in December of 2017. Yep. I did that a couple of years. And, and then you I did that in December of 2018. spoke on Colossians once, and now I've spoken on Hebrews up there, and then also the community groups yeah. as well. So, so you've been there yeah. multiple times. Mm -hmm. So you've been able to see things. Completely different group of folks, for the most part, uh, all the way around, which is a good thing, and I'm grateful for that. And so glad for the work that God's doing. Thank you again for coming. I'm grateful. Huh. Now to the show. Now to the show. So yes, we wanted to. Uh, it's been a while since we did with you know did anything with memes. So you know, as always, you're going to get meme theology when it comes to the Tag Your It podcast. And so you know, I guess I, I, we just well, dig real right quick, into it. Want to make sure got? we jump into what's oh, going on in Bone Terre. Have Missouri, yes, Dave. at Sunrise Baptist Church. There is a conference that I have the incredible blessing of speaking at. It's called the Call to Samaria, Sharing the Christian Faith with Our Neighbors. And I am actually getting to be the very first speaker. And I'm going to speak on the need for apologetics in the church. The mm -hmm. other great speakers that are on the Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network that will be speaking is Jim Shirk. Jim Shirky. Sorry. Yes, Shirky. Likewise, Charles Smith and, of course, Rob Phillips. And so it's going to be a really neat thing. One of the things that I believe that they're focusing on is those individuals who have converted out of a cult or religion to Christianity and some of the major things that caused them to do that. And so I kind of mm -hmm. get to set the tone with why what we're doing there is so important. Yeah. And so I'm going to actually be speaking from Matthew chapter 9, and so it's something that I'm really looking forward to Rock as we begin to develop, and we're hoping to have our good friend Charles Smith on to yeah. speak a little bit about Jehovah Witnesses and failed prophecy before oh, yes. that yeah. conference occurs, and maybe he can speak a little bit more to the conference at that time. It'll be really good. Yeah, yeah. So please, uh, what is uh, what is all the contact information if you if they yes, want to go on that one? Yes, thank you very much because I didn't want to miss that. If you want to know more about the conference, simply go to the Sunrise Baptist Church Facebook page, or you can contact Charles Smith directly. But that'll uh, allow that you, as far as I know, you don't have to do. There is no online early registration. It's. Uh, as you get their registration. And I don't even know that there's actually a cost to the conference. Now, don't come after me if there is a small fee, but I believe that it is um, going to be a really good thing. I think that lunch is included in the conference fee, but last year I believe it was like $10 at the door. So I think that that's probably the same thing there as well. But if you have any questions, contact Charles Smith uh, or just leave a message on the Missouri Baptist, Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network's mm -hmm. Facebook page, or just go to, again, sunrisebaptist.church, sunrisebaptist.church. All right. So, yeah. Well, we got that out of the way. Now we'll go back, circle back uh, on the wagons anyway. And again, meme theology is <laughs> yes. a part of Tag Your It. We haven't done that in a while. So, no, we haven't. Uh, yeah, so there was a meme that popped up, and uh, we have time to uh, discuss it anyway. So what we will do is go to the meme studio. All right, we are 
in the Beam Theology Studio, and uh, for you, and you know what? I this is something I didn't catch, but I didn't uh, update the uh, background for the Meme Studio, so you see the live thing. But that's okay. We oh, uh, that's okay. Got some bugs worked out. Yeah, no, to work you, out anyway. But yeah, I forgot about well, maybe that, everyone thinks when they're watching it on YouTube that it's live anyway. Yeah. Who knows? Why not? Anyway, so <laughs> they'll be disappointed if they can't comment in live time. But there you yeah. go. We are such an informal podcast, but you know it's more about the information than the frills anyway. So no smells and bells here. We're Baptists. Doesn't matter. That's right. We got rid of the smells and bells. Yes. A long time ago. Should have. Should have. <laughs> anyway, so yes, so we got this meme. Um, I saw this maybe a couple weeks ago now. Um, a little bit of a story there, anyway, that I can uh, share. Anyway, just a uh, personal stuff going on here. But I saw this uh, shared by somebody um, on my Facebook timeline. Uh, uh, I guess a Facebook friend, which you know, really you call acquaintance, or maybe somebody you've had it in your you know past that you've known really well. But you know, years years later, you've uh, parted. You get on Facebook, you become friends, but you really you know you've. You really departed, but you don't know it until you see memes. <laughs> you know, that's a really yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. I think that memes do definitely give us that. You mm-hmm. can tell a lot about a person by the things that they're sharing, mm-hmm. the memes that they're sharing. And so I do think, again, that reminds us of the importance of this cultural artifact yeah. and our ability to use those statements to present the gospel and to destroy arguments. So, sorry, just had to get that in there, as you will oh, know. Yeah. I'm always yeah. excited to put that forward. Oh, that's oh, no, that's fine. And uh, so, anyway, with this uh, with this meme, this uh, story, anyway, is this was shared by someone who, um, you know, early in my life, I was doing ministry uh, with. It wasn't like a major. I mean, to me, major ministry right now. But you know, it was the children's church ministry. I was young. Um, we also were together in a youth group. Um, so, me and uh, this gentleman had spent a lot of time together. You know, music playing. Um, and, uh, you know, just doing children's church things, you know, I was just trying to learn, you know, how to serve, what to do. Um, this was in my assemblies of God days growing up anyway. Um, and then, you know, so years later, you know, we finally become friends on Facebook and he's, there's a lot of stuff I've commented on before, but this is the first meme that I brought up that it was shared by him anyway. Um, but you know, I see, see this meme. And so for the podcast land out there, it's the meme that says, if Judas got to take communion, Everyone gets to take communion. So, I mean, like I said, like I, I've known for a long time by things that are shared, things that are said, um, and me and this, me and my this this friend of mine, anyway, um, we were supposed to have a discussion that ended up not happening because it was a Thursday thing. I think it was the only time that we could he could have time to talk with me on the phone, but it was a Thursday that was bad for me because I I have to work and then community or life group afterwards anyway so i have a lot of responsibility yeah. on, on thursday so it just didn't come to fruition we have not had a personal conversation over the phone um but you know with this meme i ended up doing some commenting on anyway and to just get slapped in the face with uh gifts and not real discussion you know and i understand you know you can go into it cynically with facebook saying you can't have any discussion at all but at least there could be something and i was expecting something but i got just a bunch of just gift replies out of it. So it's kind of sad that, you know, we've, we do know each other in the past. So one of my questions but, would be when yeah. you see your friend share a meme that obviously has some very serious theological implications, because the meme in itself, if Judas got to take communion, everyone gets to take communion. Now, for a Catholic, that means that they're saved. That's a means of grace right, in a Mm -hmm. different meaning than what we would say as a means of grace, right? That's part of the salvific experience, in other words. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying this as a Catholic, you're basically saying Judas went to heaven. Yeah. And everyone who takes communion will get to go to heaven just like Judas. Unless if, uh, you know, suicide is a mortal sin that can't be forgiven added afterwards whatever yeah yeah. i mean there's a lot of implications oh yeah yeah. Uh, of course yeah and so when we look at it from a protestant position and by that meaning we are the descendants of those who instigated the protestant reformation Mm -hmm. we're obviously already looking at it through a different lens from the outset Mm -hmm. the theological implications are not quite the same 
for someone who is Catholic who says, oh, well, that means everyone should take communion so they can just get saved. We can see taking communion as the greatest tool of evangelism in the world because we can get anybody to take a few uh, little crackers and some juice that a priest gives them that has been transubstantiated, mm-hmm. right? So the miracle of transubstantiation. So if we can get them to do that, we'll get them all saved, right? Yeah. So we're not looking at it in that means. We're looking at it in a different means. We're obviously understanding this from the Protestant position, but it still says some really crazy things. And so, like, the first thing that I would want to know is, when you see this and you look at the problems with it, what do you see at the outset? Yeah, well, you know, from my position, I mean, it is the Protestant position, which is sola scriptura. Um, Scripture alone is the final authority. So, you know, if, if Judas got to take communion, how do you know that? Well, I have to know that from Scripture. And then, therefore, everyone gets to take communion. How do you know that? Again, where do I go? That's right. Okay, so then so, what I does mean, Scripture say do about I Judas just, taking communion? Yeah, do I just think of the idea that Judas took communion? Yeah, right. But then that's going to tell what is the story of Judas? Um, what do we know about Judas? What do we know about the situation of him partaking, if he did? And then um, how does that then say, therefore— Everyone gets to take communion. Who is everyone? I mean, there's a lot of questions that you should ask whenever you're looking at something like this. And I'm sitting here going, wait a second. So I ended up commenting. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, so doesn't this conflate the ability to and the ought to? Right. So I'm sitting here going, Judas had a mouth. You know, this is, again, just to say, let's just assume he took communion just to, for the sake of argument. He has a mouth. He has teeth. He's got a tongue. He's got a throat. He's got an esophagus. He's got a stomach. He's got intestines. He's got a colon. Okay. Total ability to be able to partake of communion. All and the he was <laughs> possibly there. Yeah. But the question is, should he? And this implies you should. So this supplies the ought. So it's not just talking about ability, but I'm going just because someone has the ability to eat something and drink something, should they? All right. And so all I get is a, as I, all I get is this uh, gift that's like, that basically just says no. Oh no, he, he, he typed no. And then I said, well, um, Judas died, right? Like he, there, there's an issue here with Judas that when you think about the story, again, I have to go back to scripture to know anything. And I know what happened to Judas was he ended up betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Then he ends up throwing back that 30 pieces of silver because the Jews wouldn't take it because it's blood money. Well, I want to back you he, up real yeah. quick. Okay, go for Sorry, it. Sorry, I was yeah. just thinking about this. And so I'm not trying yeah. to like interrupt it, but doesn't this presuppose that communion actually means something? So, like, what is communion? Yeah. Because here in town, donuts and milk communion that they've had over at the venues, mm-hmm. is that communion? Sorry, oh, just yeah. one little piece that I'm thinking about. Like, mm-hmm. what is communion? Like, where do you get the definition of even what communion is, right? Mm-hmm. What makes taking the Lord's Supper any different in any context? Right. Mm-hmm. Or what is the Lord's Supper? How do we define the Lord's Supper? Like, where's the right to do that? Sorry to oh, interrupt, yeah. but no, those no, are like totally. things that I, oh, yeah. that it's totally presupposing that people actually even know what communion yeah. is, that it can be defined. Can it be defined as milk and donuts? Yeah. Can, can we it do be whatever defined we want? as yeah. Mountain Dew and Cheez Its? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I've literally heard people make that well, incredible I mean, problem. Now that you speak from that of that. Piece. Sorry. Yeah. But now that you speak of that, it brings back a memory because back yeah. in the day, whenever I was going to this church with him he ended up leading a friday night service and we had welch's grape juice bought from the uh from the gas station and then like loaves of wonder bread and like he was i think the whole point was to de-emphasize so that something started a long time ago gotcha right and then uh so there's more to the story but that's not public what I am explaining is stuff stuff that happened Sorry. in front of a lot of people. Sorry. So I yeah. you know, I don't want to go and No, I didn't I'm, mean to take I'm gonna share what I can share, yeah. but you know, keep, you know, stuff that doesn't need to be shareable, doesn't matter. But that that does bring back a memory that happened yeah. in front of the whole church anyway. Um, that the de emphasizing of the elements and mm. the and the, you know, just the the 
laissez-faire attitude, I guess you could say, toward communion mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And I remember that now. I don't know the specifically what was said, but I remember they're just being just like haphazardly put out loaves of Wonder Bread and then Welch's grape juice and, you know, just do whatever you want. You know, it's a very, again, like I said, laissez-faire sort of attitude with it. But anyway, getting back to the Facebook sort of trade-off here, you know, it's like, doesn't this, again, imply, uh, conflate the ought and the ability? He types no. And I said, um, well, you know, the thing is Judas ended up killing himself. Um, And so should we be okay with people taking this and taking in judgment on themselves. That's right. Because the story of Judas is paralleling what Paul talks about in first Corinthians 11. That's right. All right. And then I get this Dave Chappelle meme, huh? And I'm like, Judas killed himself. Right. And so, you know, and re- kind of reiterating the same point. And he's like, so what's your point? The ability of conflating ought and the ability. And he said another gift that said, or no. And then I just ended up having going, well, apparently I need to learn how to conversate using gifts to be able to have the conversation. So good night, buddy. And then I just get a rolling over cat sleeping. Good night. You know, and it was just, you know, just a nail basically saying, I don't want, I want to be able to assert these things mm. without ever having to back it up. Because I want to make a why do you statement. have anything to back it up? Do you have an objective standard to be able to back what you say up? If Judas got to take communion, then everyone gets to take communion. What is going to bind my conscience? So I want to make a theological statement without appealing to scripture yeah. and without even trying to allow someone to press where did I get my theology from? Mm-hmm. As Christians are supposed to do. Yeah. As Christians are supposed to do with one another. Where did you get that? Could you position yourself uh, in a way that demonstrates you are using scripture to support where you land? Yeah. That's a basic theological thing that's incredibly important. That goes all the way back to Acts when it comes to dealing with the Bereans. They tested things to see if it was in scripture if it was in line with scripture that's exactly what we're supposed to do that's how we're supposed to according to second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 use scripture to reprove rebuke Mm -hmm. right and that's all you're doing and all you're asking for with this theological theological statement with a christian brother Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyway you know if he's not willing to have the conversation we can at least have a monologue if he's you know he can't get mad about monologuing that's right. So we can go ahead and just, you know, just talk about it because this is something that is everywhere. Yes. Um, you know, this is a meme. This is going to fly around everywhere. Um, it, this isn't nothing new, you know, you know, this is nothing absolutely new at all. This has been around. I mean, you were talking earlier about how you heard the same thing before. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the meme. Th- this was back when I was pastor at Calhoun Baptist Church in Calhoun, Missouri. There was a Methodist, United Methodist Church. There was a Baptist church in town, the Southern Baptist Church, that I was a part of. There's the only two shows in town. Like, there was mm-hmm. one outside of town, there was a Southern Baptist Church, and there was uh, basically a uh, independent Pentecostal church outside of town as well that people from Calhoun maybe kind of went to, right? Those mm-hmm. other places. And so, one time, someone did come to me, and he meant it, like, in sincerity. This is a guy who attended first or Calhoun Baptist Church, and he said, Dave, I went to the methodist church one time and the pastor said if judas took the lord's supper everyone can take the lord's supper Mm. and i was like whoa i was like that's crazy yeah now at the time i was not as equipped to deal with it as i said and so my initial response was no that can't be right did judas even take the lord's supper do i know that specifically and directly from the text of scripture and wait a second, what does it actually mean to take communion? Yes. Yeah. What does it mean to take the Lord's Supper? And how does the church understand that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a Two big massive deal. things. Yeah. So, yeah. So with that said, whenever we talk about this, you know, one, there's the one issue is I want to deal with it in such a way to go like, without having to dig into the text... You yeah. know, we're presuppositional apologists, That's right. but the whole point is to, for the sake of argument, right? That's right. So let's, let's give it, let's, let's go, let's grant that Jesus did take communion. And Judas, this is, Judas. Or, or yeah. Not, yeah, Judas did take communion and uh, let's just use that as our baseline. Okay. Then what? 
Judas took communion. Okay. So what that, that's our, that's where we start out. So, okay. So does every, you know, does everyone get to take communion? Should everyone take communion should be the better question. Right. There you go. So anybody can take communion. Anybody that anybody can walk into a church and just say, I'm taking this stuff and I'm doing it. Okay. They can lie. But what is the end result of Jesus, Judas's life? That's right. What was the implications of him partaking in the, what I would say, community, because communion is in there, the community element of the church remembering the death and atonement of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What happened as a result of such a thing? Well, all we have to do is look at what communion means to the church. Jesus makes it very clear in the Gospels when he's pointing to the implications of the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, seen very clearly in First Corinthians chapter 11. Yeah. Right. And of course, when it comes down to that, what was the meaning of taking it? Well, Paul makes it very, very clear, right? When he says these things, he then moves on after working through this. Of course, Christ says, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26 of chapter 11, for as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And then... Whoever therefore eats and drinks the cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. But then Paul goes on. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And then he says, that is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. So this is why Judas ended up falling headlong and his guts coming out. Oh, but did Judas die twice? Oh, here's the deal. You've got to presuppose the harmony of the Gospels. That's right. So that's the, that's the major deal. You have to presuppose the harmony of the Gospels, and you got to put this together to answer the question if, again, so if you're going to go deeper in this, you know, but you, know, you can answer the question, was Judas there, and did he partake? All right. And he what was does there, it mean to partake, partake as and, well? Yeah, That's the so, other piece. Yeah. And right? so, but when we get there, but you know, the, the, again, number one is I'm behind a chair. Somebody gives me something that catches me off guard. What am I going to say? Well, let's again, let's argue your point. Okay. The point is if you, you did take communion, knowing what I do know from what Paul does, because remember not only sola scriptura, but tota scriptura, it's all Holy spirit inspired words. They're all in harmony with one another in the different circumstances. You have universal principles that work out here. And remember, he fell headlong. So should have he done that? A few things. Certainly, because if we follow through with what Paul has said, he ate and drank judgment upon himself. But here's the other thing. Paul also, in 1 Corinthians, is giving the context when he says, you come together as a church. So early on in the tradition, and I don't even want to say tradition, but in the function of the church, there was a coming together of those who had repented and believed in Christ Jesus. There was something of a remembrance of what the death of Jesus Christ accomplished. Mm -hmm. Of course, going back into the context of the Passover. Jesus is saying, I'm the new Passover lamb. I'm the one who that pointed to. My blood is covering. This is clearly something that the church often fails to teach, right? Mm. It's something that if you ask even a bunch of people that go to churches that I've pastored, do they understand the functional element when Jesus in the Passover, uh, in the Passover celebration with his disciples stands up during the cedar feast and basically says not basically directly says i'm the new covenant i'm the blood that covers the angel of death that prevents death coming to you Mm -hmm. see the church is recognizing that paul is putting that into context he's making it extremely clear in fact in first corinthians chapter 10 verse 16 paul says this about the Lord's Supper. The cup of blessing that we bless, that is the Lord's Supper, is not a participation in the blood of 
excuse me, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? Mm -hmm. The bread we break, is it not participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. What is happening there is a very clear communication about what communi- about what communion is itself. Mm-hmm. The definition of what communion is is actually set by the church. Yeah. So did Judas really partake in it? He might have ate some bread. Yeah. And he might have drank some wine. Did he though? Well, there's an interesting piece there, Adam. Yeah. So let's go a little bit deeper, okay? So we we've already dealt with, you know, if you're caught off guard with something like this, you can say, for the sake of argument, he did. And so, with other scriptures that you have in totality, what's the answer you would give them? He should have not done that, because what did he do? He he ate and drank judgment upon himself. He fell that's headlong. Right. That's the difference between him and Peter, which, if you look at the Gospels, that's why there's the, the two. You have the, you have the one going for Christ you have, and betraying him still. And then you have the one that betrayed him the whole time and ended up killing himself. Instead of asking for forgiveness and going to Christ, what he should have done, he ended up killing himself. Works righteousness, trying to get rid of the money. He couldn't get rid of the money. He proves his works can't do anything to save him. And instead of going to Christ for forgiveness, he ends up killing himself. So, well, that being said, but then, let's go now deeper. Yeah, go back to was Judas actually there? And that's a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. Was Judas there and to partake in the cup of the Lord's Supper and the bread of the Lord's Supper? Mm-hmm. Does the text yeah. actually indicate that he was? Yeah, and so, you know, just to you just get it out of the way, you know, John actually says that he was gone prior to everything, right? Again, we have to assume the harmony of the gospel, so we got to put this together. We have to be very careful how we put all these perspectives together because the, the perspectives are not against each other. They have different ways of producing the information because there's a lot of stuff that went down there and they have different purposes. So they're going to bring out different things. This is the way people write. It's okay. But they're all in harmony with each other. So John suggests that he was gone before the actual covenantal nature of these things happens. And one of the pieces that's very important is you do have to recognize that in the Passover Seder, and I'm not a Jewish scholar, so when I say Seder, that's only because other people have told me that's how you say it. Yeah. So, don't get on to me, anyone. <laughs> it's Seder. It's Seder. It's all right. Yeah, you're good. But I do know that Jewish Passover is a, is a ritual, is a festival, is a mm-hmm. feast that actually has 14 different steps in it, and this is well-documented. This is an easy piece. I did eat Passover one time. I did celebrate Passover one time, and it was with folks who had celebrated it multiple times. It was a really interesting thing to be able to be a part of. I had no context for it prior to that. I just knew that it was something that the Jews did, and some Christians would do it. And so within the Passover feast, within the Passover Seder, there is more than one cup that is Mm -hmm. given. There is more than one time that the bread is eaten. So, Mm -hmm. for a Jew reading this, it would actually stick out a little bit more to them whether Judas was there or not. Yeah, and it's the same thing like, you know, you don't get the significance of the napkin being folded in the tomb. Because you're not a Jew, and it's okay. You're not a Jew. It's okay. Neither Because you're grafted into the covenant. Right. You don't Amen. understand these things, but you got to study. And under and then you can understand these things, and it's amazing whenever you do. So it's okay to be ignorant, okay? But don't sit there and like pound, pound us in the face if you're ignorant that we're wrong if you haven't studied. So show us uh, the difference. So, But again, we've already, you know, if you look in John, we don't have to read that right now. Gotcha. But if we, if we go to John, you know, we see that Jesus told him to go and do what he needed to do after taking a morsel of bread or a piece of bread, dip it in the bowl and he ate it. He said, go, but that was during the dinner portion. We have different breads. we got different cups and all that kind of stuff. Okay. That's Whenever we go right. to Mark, we really don't know when Judas leaves. Cause that's the big thing is what you got to f- figure out. Cause Judas has to leave to go get some, get the mob to bring them to a spot 
where, you know, there's, cause they were afraid of the people. So they didn't do it at the festival. We know from right? the gospels yeah. that when they're in the garden, yeah. Judas shows up with yeah. the crowd. So he had it to leave. It makes it very clear. He had yeah. to have left at so some point. So when did he point. leave? That's the big deal. He had to leave to go get him. And he had to wait for the right opportune time that nobody else was around the mob. So there wouldn't be another mob to arise. And so the best place was the garden, right? But when did he leave to do that? And where, you know, when did, well, he, when did John he do that? Tells John us tells us that he leaves yeah. sometime during the Passover Seder. Now the question is, was he there to take the bread and to drink the cup? Mm-hmm. Was he there for the entire thing? Which is a really interesting piece. Now, most of the folks who are going to bring this to you aren't even going to worry about that. They're just going to blatantly, generally say, well, Judas was there. Was he there for the whole thing? Yeah. And if he was, look at the implications of that. Look what Paul tells us happens when you take the the Lord's Supper wrongly. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, we can, you know, speed things up by just going straight, straight to the issue, Luke. Luke is the major issue when it comes to this, all right, because you have some ambiguities um, in the other testimonies, the other Gospels, um, but Luke is, again, the most, like, I'm going to put this together so that you can know, Theophilus, how certain these things are and that these things certainly took place. So he is very good at what he did here, and this is what makes it so hard in this conversation. What does Luke say and this is the big kerfuffle well, and here's the a very interesting thing because luke is so precise if you're not following the entire context of how these cedar uh feast is um partaken you're not going to get all of this mm-hmm. and you're actually going to because of ignorance cause the text to set against other text does that yeah. make sense yeah. oh yeah so yeah. So Luke, the big deal, yeah, Luke, I've got it. Chapter I, 22, verse, yeah. you want to read verse 14? 14, yeah, okay, I can get gotcha. that. So, when the hour came, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him. Then he said to them, I have fervently desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. After giving thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Now, let's stop there. Is that the institution of the bread yet? No. So what is the Seder? So, at the start of the Jewish Seder feast, there is a blessing over the wine, the Kaddish, right? And I could be mispronouncing it. I did my best Hebrew prep. (laughs) There is a there is a passing of the cup at the start of it. Jesus is saying, I'm not going to eat of the Passover until the kingdom comes. Until it is fulfilled. But is that this is the new covenant Mm -hmm. in my blood? Is there a difference? Well, here's the piece. There is actually more than one cup. cup. Yeah, so yeah, again, I I think we just just got that confused when you bring it back. He's talking about the cup here. So then he took a a cup and giving thanks, he said, take this and share it amongst yourselves. For I tell you from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine. Okay. So we're, again, we're talking about the cup. Let's, you know, rolling it back. Cause I think we got, we confused oh, ourselves there for a second. So he's talking about the cup. So, okay. You just can drink this cup. It's totally fine. Right. He blessed it. It's part of the Seder, but he didn't say any sort of, uh, you know, this is my blood yet. Did he? He did not. He did that, not. that was what I was. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was okay. pointing okay. at. We didn't yeah. get it backwards. Yeah. Okay. I was think, making sure we're talking yeah. about the cup. We're talking about the cup yeah. again. I might he's not backwards. saying. No, it's okay. He's not saying this is my, my blood. blood. Yeah. And so then after that, he says, and he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, gave it to them, and said, "This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me." So he takes the bread, he gives thanks, he broke it, and gave it to them. Do you see two cups? Yeah, so two cups. We got the bread now. He gives it to them and says, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same way, here's again another cup. So we got two cups. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. So again, he might have drank from the first cup, 
let's let's think about this um, for the second cup, the real covenant cup here. So in the same way, he took also the cup after the supper, after the supper, after the supper, and said, "This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you." But look, but look. So here's what we're going to say: Judas was still there. The hand of the one betraying me is at the table with me. For the Son of Man will go away, as, go away as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. So then they began to argue. Doesn't say they drank. Doesn't say they ate yet. He blesses the bread. He blesses the cup. But then it gets interrupted. Let's go back to John. Bingo. <laughs> Again. That is such a crucial picture. We got to harmonize again. I think uh, if you go to purely Presbyterian, I think they, you know, they can do this succinctly um, whenever they say. But oh, here's the yeah. issue. When you meme silly things and make light of theology, making a generalized, fallacious statement, you're lying. You can't say Judas got to take communion. Everyone gets to take communion. Unless you are honestly saying you know that Judas took communion. Mm -hmm. But have you actually done the theological exegetical work to prove such a statement? This guy that you were dealing with didn't want to do that. No. That's a key piece. Listen to me, Christian. Listen to me. Anyone who is, is hearing the podcast, don't just assume that Judas got to take communion. Because when you look at the text... You're making a jump that the text doesn't indicate, and when you break down the text completely, you're actually seeing something that's very important here. Mm -hmm. I just gotta... It is John 13, that's verse right. 26. Go for it. Jesus answered, It is he whom I will give this morsel of bread when it is dipped. And so when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, and Simon, the, the son of Simon Iscariot. And after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. What you are going to do, do quickly. So no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought because Judas had the money back. Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give some to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. Did he take of the cup? The best answer is the text does not tell us that mm -hmm. he did. So can you say Judas took communion? What do you define as communion? The absurdity mm -hmm. is if you take a non-biblical, completely lightweight view, if it's just symbols, you can make Mountain Dew and Cheez-Its your communion, air quotes. Yeah. But here's why the elements are important. What did Jesus choose to take? When did Jesus choose to take them? What did it mean? Yeah. Well, jump back to 1 Corinthians 11. Mm -hmm. Because what is happening here, for me pastorally, is incredibly important to this fallacious statement. And this is why, as a church, we don't take communion lightly. Yeah. That's why at our church I plead with people not to take the Lord's Supper if they are not repentant and know that they have problems and unrepented sin. Mm -hmm. Let it pass. Don't come forward. However it is, we choose to distribute it on that given Sunday because we do both times where we come forward and times where we pass it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. with that said... Paul makes it very clear here, and this is, to me, the massive implication of this, the thing that your friend didn't want to deal with at all. When Paul says, very clearly, that is why many of you are weak, ill, and some have died. Mm -hmm. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. What is it that makes communion more than bread and juice? 
or bread and wine. It should be bread and wine. Yes, I agree <laughs> completely. Completely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but there, you know, there's meaning to it because the church comes together. That's where Christ <laughs> is, is in his people. Yes. You know, I read Zwingli. And uh, that's the question I had to ask because he just he destroys everything Martin Luther did, right? But he doesn't ever build anything up. But that's the question I was left with: Where is Jesus if he's not around the bread and all that stuff, or if he's not turned into the bread and the yeah. wine? Where is he? He's in his people. They come together. That's right. And they're the community of his body. Again, they are one body, one loaf. You know, there, and, and so that, that's, well, that's the and deal. I think that yeah. Paul communicates that so clearly uh-huh. that there is a special coming together mm-hmm. of the church, and it's more than just a symbol. That's why people are eating and drinking curse upon themselves. Yeah, because they're passing each other up, they're treating each other with uh, partiality and all that kind of stuff. And if you do not get the gospel right, that would feed into this, which Literally, the bread and the bud, the, the bread and the wine, that's the gospel. And Baptists that's the gospel have, in front and, of our and eyes. And Baptists have historically believed in the London Baptist Confession, 1689 mm-hmm. London Baptist Confession, in the section on the Lord's Supper, which is chapter 30, section 7 says about the Lord's Supper, worthy receivers outwardly partaking of the visible elements in this ordinance do then so inwardly. So they partake inwardly. They partake of the Lord's Supper inwardly, what they're taking mm-hmm. outwardly. Yeah. By faith, really and indeed, yet cannot carnally or corporately, but spiritually receive and feed upon Christ. Mm-hmm. The Lord's Supper, the coming together, the communion is the church taking upon and feasting upon the spiritual presence of Christ in a way that is more than just a symbol. Yeah. And, of course, and I love what it says here, really and indeed, not yet carnally and corporately, but spiritually receive and feed upon Christ crucified and all the benefits of his death, the body and the blood of Christ being then not corporately or carnally, but spiritually present to the faith of believers in that ordinance as the elements themselves are their outward senses. Mm. The church is unable to combat this most of the time because they actually don't have a biblical understanding of what the Lord's Supper is and the sacredness of it. Yeah, yeah. But the blessings of it too, by the way, and how many times have you been in a church where it's all sad, weepy about the Lord's Supper? Actually, it's an amazing yeah. celebration. You get to come together. You get to go. And, you know, I do have something against my brother. I do know I, some, a brother has something against me. I get to take care of it. And I, we get to both look at that and be like, wait a second. We were evil in and of ourselves here, rebelling against God. And that. And that and is why... This. You pointed out the beauty yeah. of Peter and Judas, and what was the difference between the two as they took the Lord's Supper? Both. Both, both betrayed him. Yeah, both betrayed him. You know, I mean, Jesus said, I prayed for you because the devil wanted you, and to sift you like wheat, I prayed for you. Jesus didn't say that about Jesus. Judas. Oh, man, Jesus must be mean. He never prayed for Judas. He wasn't one of the apostles. Didn't I choose all of you and one of you is oh Jesus don't say it, Jesus, don't say it. you're that's mean. That's mean is a devil. Jesus is pretty mean, isn't he? So the real answer is that's a lie, according to scripture, mm-hmm. even if he ate bread and drank wine. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Yep. Your problem is individual who is sharing this. You think that just taking two elements is somehow taking communion. False lie. Yeah. Actually, for Judas, it was a damned lie. Yeah. Give yeah. a little bit of, uh, since we're yeah. in Missouri, Mark Twain. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know, that's that, but that's, that, that's the thing we have to take this seriously. And I know, unfortunately is, uh, my buddy is in an inclusive church, um, celebrating pride month, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not a church and you know, he can come back at me and we can talk about this and I don't want it to be mean. And I'm going to say the only point of contact that we have is he's in the image of God. We've all rebelled. And this is just an, a Christian aping rebellion, just to be able to use the language to utilize what is already in the culture to support an agenda. That's all it is. You are borrowing capital of the language of Christianity to be able to captivate people and bring them out and put them under bondage Dude. because it's only, going, it's only going to end up in social justice, which is all law and absolutely no gospel. All right. You're going to end up looking at it differently. Well, God has so much grace. He forgives everybody. Does he? How do you know that? Where do you go for that? And this is all just, you know, the enlightenment sowed the seeds to get us to the postmodernism that destroys everything that the enlightenment tried to build, but because they didn't build it on the revelation of the triune God, here you go. We're at the end. You know, and that's that's the sad thing. And again, but you again, have to appeal. Absurdity yeah. will destroy yeah. itself. Yep. Absurdity kills its own young. Yeah, just they don't mm-hmm. even get out of the womb. That's yep. what absurdity and the culture of death does. Yep. Man, I did so, not know that we were yeah. going to spend we had that another, long on yeah. it, dude. We had that another, was so good. Yeah. We've never, besides having our program on the Lord's Supper, really never dug deep into the theology behind the Lord's Supper yeah. and exegeted the passages regarding this important stuff. Mm-hmm. The implications are: How does your church deal with the Lord's Supper? Do they deal with it rightly? How do you see what the Lord's Supper is individually and corporately? Yeah, we don't see it right. That's why someone could be like, "Oh, yeah, that's right." That's no, Judas didn't take communion, biblically, probably not. We would say objectively in that he didn't probably drink both the cup yeah. and eat the bread. So we can't say that specifically yeah. from the text, but we can say specifically from the text, no, he was outside of communion because he wasn't one of Christ's yeah. elect. And so it's one of those things, you know, whenever it becomes the, the issue is go ahead and continue to take communion and... The warning from us is to clean our hands of your blood, because God tells Ezekiel, if you don't warn them, you are covered in their blood. So right. we're going to get rid of it right now, is we are warning anybody that goes to a church that says this and allows you to take communion without any examination, because you know God just loves you, and you are just an awesome human being, even though that denies that Christ even had to die for you, so that denies the gospel. But guess what? The warning is is judgment will be heading your way. Dude, London Baptist okay. Confessions. And so we're just only here because here. we love neighbor. Let me end with this piece. This is what Baptists believe. Mm. All ignorant and ungodly persons, as they are unfit to enjoy communion with Christ, so are they unworthy of the Lord's table and cannot without great sin against him. While they remain such, partake of these holy mysteries, or be admitted thereunto. Yea, whosoever shall receive unworthily are guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord, eating and drinking judgment on themselves. Mm. So you're warned, as a friend, as somebody who cares because you are in the image of God, again, we have all rebelled against him. Again, has God really said is the first issue and we continue in it but i pray again that things good things come out of this that they're hit with something and then they change their minds and repent and then they preach the right way of communion they tell the truth of scripture that judas actually took communion or not he didn't that'd be the truth that needs to be preached um, so that's all in repentance. But again, we've done our warning. We've got the blood off our hands. Continue everybody that, um, you know, if you see anything like this, all we have, to, the sufficient thing for us to do is just warn. We don't get to save people. Jesus saves people, right. but we are called to warn and preach the gospel, baptizing the nations in the obedience of Christ's commands that he says. So 
let's continue on in that. And, you know, we'll get to the other subject that we're talking to. We'll get to that eventually because yeah, that one definitely this is the second time we've home. kicked it down the road, yeah, man. That's all which right. Which is good. It's that's okay, right. though. It's yeah. okay. I have more that yeah. I can do on it. So, <laughs> so don't anyway, worry. there is another subject that will be coming up, but we'll let you know and we'll keep you in suspense till then. But anyway, with that said, this is the Tag You're It podcast. I am Ray Ray. I am Dave. And Soli. Deo. Gloria. Gloria.